Welcome to High Performance Gym, the personal and business development podcast for health coaches and personal trainers. My name is Key Witherspoon, former personal trainer and gym owner turned high performance coach and lifestyle entrepreneur. My mission is to help coaches develop their entrepreneurial qualities and the business to create a freedom-focused lifestyle. I believe you all have a uniqueness that we need to unleash to achieve this, and this is your genius. Each week, I'll be bringing you an inspiring person or message to help you perform at a higher level so you can become a confident and resilient coach to build the business of your dreams. So thanks for tuning in today, and I hope you enjoy the show. So welcome to today's show. Um, today, we have an awesome guest, Laura Powler. Laura is a mind and money mentor, and she is the founder of the Get Real Method. So Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. I'm, I'm actually really excited for this because I love <laughs> hearing people's, I love talking and listening to people's um, opinions on money, and especially from yourself, because mm-hmm. you're really versed at this and it's what you do. And that yep. is awesome. Um, I am going to take some notes myself. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so could you just give us a little bit of introduction of who you are? Yeah. So obviously I'm Laura. Um, I am a mind and money mentor now, but I started out in my career a very, very long time ago as a chartered accountant. So that is my background in the practical money side of business. Um, but it didn't take me long to realize that you can help people with the practical side. If they're not there yet with their mindset, that's going to be the biggest problem. So now, as well as running an accounting practice, I also run um, an online coaching practice, really. And I work with business owners to establish their financial and emotional freedom goals. And then I help them transform their mindset and their energy and their strategy so that they can go and achieve them. And that's what I'm doing. Also, I love how you said emotional there. So Mm -hmm. what do you mean by that? So um, when people say they've got financial goals, right, they just sounds good, might have picked a number, might not really have picked a number, have got this concept of financial freedom, which potentially feels like I just wake up in the morning and money's not an issue. It doesn't keep me awake at night. It's not an issue when I wake up in the morning, but they don't have a number to it. And they haven't yet realized that we could give them all the money that they would need and still the emotional issues that are there underneath that my money's not where it should be story would not have gone and they would still be there so we have to look at the emotional stuff so when I'm working with people there are kind of six key money mindset hurdles and if I walk you through them I think you'll see what I mean when I say the financial version and the emotional version so the first one and this applies in I think no matter what you're doing the imposter hurdle right who doesn't really know anything about this we must all have had it at some point in our lives it's that sensation of oh my god at some point soon they're going to realize I'm really not that good at this like I don't know I don't know why they think I'm good at what I'm doing because I'm not that good am I and I'm going to get caught and if I speak too much about this, people are going to notice that maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Do I know what I'm doing? It's all of that questioning, right? Am I an expert? Am I not an expert? Should I be an expert? Shouldn't I be? This imposter thing happens there. And the outcome of it is you don't really tell people what you do. Um, You don't really write content because people might find you and then they'd want to work with you and then they'd be shocked when they really meet you and all of that stuff, right? So the outcome is, well, the revenue is not quite there. 
we don't quite get the sales in that we want and the emotional impact is you're just waiting to be found out as a fraud so we've got the imposter hurdle I think we've all possibly witnessed it at some time then we've got the worth hurdle and this is a biggie and this underlies so many issues for so many people and it's simply I'm just not enough I'm just not enough as I am right and this is a big one for money because we keep thinking if we have the money that we need that's going to free everything we'll, we'll have hit our financial freedom but emotionally if you don't feel worthy of having that money putting it in your bank account won't help you because you'll find a way to lose it <laughs> you'll find a way to spend it you'll find a way to just not stay financially free if deep inside you don't feel worthy of having it it's human nature right we, we you'll know this mindset wise we live out what we keep telling ourselves so if you don't feel worthy of achieving your goals if if you keep replaying what you perceive to have been your failures in life over and over and over it's going to impact on you financially so that emotional pain means you'll never hit your financial goal you just won't so this is where this you know there's the emotional and there's the financial thing constantly hand in hand with each other it's kind of like self self-sabotage isn't it yeah totally totally um it's just what we do it's just in our way right we don't like not feeling worthy but the reality is it's all we've ever known and we feel safe there so we'll do whatever it takes to make sure we stay there because that's our comfort zone um so we've got the worth hurdle then we've got the receiving hurdle <laughs> so receiving just generally makes you feel uncomfortable and we're not just talking about money right this could be simple stuff like you see people you say do you want a cup of tea and they go yeah yeah, yeah. I'll make it I'll make it it's like okay because they don't want you to do something for you. they don't want you to make a cup of tea and it's so simple but it's we just like it's automatic programming almost you know I'll do it I'll do it do you want me to help you with that no 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 I've got this don't worry about it we just we don't take the help right and someone got buys us a present and we think oh my god they've got me a gift I'm gonna have to get them something it's like what we don't have to do it but somewhere in there there's just this little thing and receiving is uncomfortable it can be compliments it can be gifts it can be money it can be simple cups of tea it can be anything right and that plays out in our businesses we can never ask for the sale it's not going to happen because <laughs> it won't be okay for them to pay us something then we've got to make sure we give them more than enough back like mm, just doesn't work out very well and it can trigger like shame and guilt and like all things like this generally go back to something in childhood that happened there was a moment and you asked for something and it was a problem and so now you don't want to ask for anything and receiving's just no we're not going to go there because so i've got the receiving hurdle next one up is the capacity so this is like an expansion of receiving so we get to the point where we're okay with receiving within a limit there's a limit that we're comfortable with. If we go over that limit, there's going to be a consequence, right? We, the capacity hurdle limits us to something that's in our comfort zone. And um, Gay Hendricks talks about this a lot in the Big Leap. Big Leap, is that the right word? Big Leap. Um, and it's about being, you're okay. So let's imagine 5K is your consistent income, right? You're, you're okay there. But the minute you go over the five and you hit seven and a half, there's a snapback. So what do you do? Oh, random unexpected expenses occurred. A car's blown up. I don't know, the gym's got broken into. You name it, a cost has arisen to make sure that that net income stays the same. 
because we've got this capacity hurdle where we like it where it's at. Even if we tell ourselves we want more, it's what we're comfortable with. Then we've got the hustle. Come on, sorry. I know. I just, I just find that bit really, really interesting that you mentioned the capacity in that. Is it? Would you kind of liken this to say I'm only? I know you. It, it, it all ties in together in that worth. But yeah. it's mentioned that it's that worth. I'm only worth five k. My capacity is kind of five k. I find this a lot to the personal training world. Like for me, personal training is. It's a privilege to be working with someone's health. I think anyone who's a personal trainer and works with someone's health, they should be putting themselves up on a pedestal Absolutely. because, you know, someone's health is, is so important. But a lot of most personal trainers, they don't, you'll mention 10K and these type of numbers and they're like, nobody, no personal trainer can. And they get quite offensive by it yeah. um, to the point that you think you've actually just sworn at them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you come across that a lot? Absolutely. And, and there's a big, there's a big thing with most people that I work with, they're doing it because they love what they do. Right. And they love the clients that they work with. And there's a real disconnection about, I, I do this because I love it. And I do it because it matters. And maybe I should just do that for nothing. And like you said, health is somebody's most valuable asset. It's the only thing we've got, really. That's the only thing that matters without it what 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 good is anything else right so we have this this need to help and when we're doing it and over something so important we're like oh, I should really just be giving this to them and it's like no what you're doing matters and that's great but it's okay to receive something in return it's okay to be paid for your expertise and for the results and what you're doing is really changing someone's life and they're okay with paying for that you're just not okay with receiving it <laughs> different right but absolutely it shows up and and I just think when, when people love what they do we just feel because it's it's almost easy we, we want to do it all of the time we want to do it from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to sleep because we're so passionate about it and we just think well that doesn't really count as work then does it surely surely it should be really hard really really hard for us to get paid and it's like no <laughs> look at the result of somebody who was not feeling healthy who was not living life to full potential and now they are I mean that's just a mind-blowing transformation we should be paid for that yeah absolutely I love I love and there's a quote by Seth Gordon and you probably heard it and he says what is it it's love what you do or do what you love he yeah. says, don't do, don't do what you love, love what you do. And yeah. that's a difference. That's a completely mindset switch, isn't it? Yeah. Because then it's, if, like when I, when I very first meet personal trainers and we work together and they'll say, oh, well, I would do this for free. And I'll say, you, you've got to get out of that mindset of saying you'll do it for free because yeah. you will, exactly what you just said there, you will have that disconnect. Yeah. And you think, well, I shouldn't really charge for that. And straight away, you're limiting your potential, aren't you? Absolutely. Your, your capacity to earn more money. Correct. And without being too woo about it, when you're investing your energy into someone, which you absolutely are, if you're personal training them, you're putting your energy and your time and your care into them. There has to be an exchange. There has to be. And the only real way that our clients can exchange it with us is by paying. That's what they're bringing to the table. We're bringing our knowledge, our expertise, our time, our energy. And the, the thing that comes back is the money. And we've got to be okay with that got to be okay with that and it makes the client feel good 
they want to give you something. <laughs> they want to give you something. And what I find, if you don't change that and, and quick, you, you end up getting, you end up resenting. You end yeah. up resenting what you're doing. It's okay. And burning out. And burning out, yeah. And you're yeah. kind of thinking, I'm doing all this and, you know, I haven't really got the lifestyle that I want or yeah. you know, the money that I want. And you do end I'm up doing all of this it. and I'm going home at night wondering how am I going to put the food on the table? You can't feel good and serve to the best of your ability if your basic needs are not being met. And we're also allowed to go beyond meeting our basic needs. <laughs> we're allowed to have more than enough. It's what we were put here for. It's what the world can look like if we can all get out of these mindset traps that we find ourselves in. Um, yeah, so I've got two more hurdles, I think. The hustle hurdle. This one is I have to fight for everything. I have to fight for everything. If you put my back against the wall, watch me come back, right? And a lot of us like that. It puts us in that really strong masculine energy of I'm going to show you, I'm going to prove you wrong. I can do this, watch me. And we can go really well for a short period of time with that and get some really great results. But the, the consequence of the hustle hurdle is that you will burn out because we can't keep proving and pushing and fighting long term. It's not healthy, mm-hmm. right? Just like anyone would teach your clients the same thing. You don't want to do it. And you wouldn't want your people that you're doing personal training for to be pushing so hard 24 7 you don't say to them I want you in the gym at 7 a.m and you stay there till 7 p.m tonight you would never say that because it's not healthy right and when we're doing this hustle 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 watch me we're doing exactly that not good for us so there's the hustle hurdle watch out for that one feels good because we're strong in the moment but we get tired we're just human and we burn out and then nobody's happy and then the last one is the trust hurdle (laughs) this is the sneakiest one Right. So a lot of people that I come across with have trust issues. People let them down. They've been let down in the past. You know, nobody does what they say they're going to do. Understand all of that. Where's it coming from? You're breaking your own trust continuously. So it's not it's not so obvious. But if you look for it, you might recognize it. It's little things like I'm going to take Friday afternoon off. I'm going to be there for school pickup and I'm going to hang out with the family. I'm going to do it this week. Definitely going to do it. And then Friday afternoon comes and it's like, oh, I've got all these emails and I've got this admin and oh, it's eight o'clock and I miss bedtime and I didn't do it. What have you just done? You broke, you broke the commitment that you said you would honor. You broke your own trust. Same thing happens. I'm going to take the summer off. I'm going to take two weeks off and you don't do it because you go to work. Break your own trust. And this has, this has an impact, right? If you're seeing around you, I can't trust them and I can't trust them. Look at how many times you break your own internal promises. Got to change that. Got to commit to, if we promise ourselves we'll take Friday afternoon off, we're going to do it because it makes a difference, right? It's a trap that we get stuck in again. Those are my key money mindset hurdles. There are more, but they're all fairly similar, right? They're just a little bit nuanced, each one, but we all see them. We all see them and they play out in what we do so much. So what would I do? I've told you what they are. I could just leave it there. <laughs> oh, we could say, okay, right. Thanks for that. What do I do about it? Yes. How do you, what is the key principle? What is the, what is the actions? Yeah, exactly that. So um, I would just start, right. Just watch yourself just for three days, watch yourself and it kind of, 
almost like an out-of-body experience and catch those thoughts right when 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 a client you know calls you after after hours do you just go oh my god I've got to answer the phone because if I don't answer the phone then I'm not really there for them and and they won't want to where's the thought process when you say I'm going to take Friday afternoon off and I don't where's the thought process what's happening when somebody says you know tell me what you do do you go oh no no don't, don't worry about it don't worry about it you haven't got time to listen or do you actually relish the fact that you love it and tell them when what else have we got I don't know let's say let's say you're looking at your goals and you're thinking oh I could go over I could go over this month what's the thought well something's going to go wrong um it'll never happen catch the thought so really for three days sounds a long time but it's not really in the scheme of things just watch yourself what is the thought patterns that are coming up how are you feeling when you wake up? What, what's the first thing you think about? What's the last thing you think about? If you wake up in the middle of the night, what's going through your mind? Make a note. Don't judge it. Just make a note, right? And get to the end of the three days, find some time and sit down and go through your notes and try and work out which hurdles did you spot, right? What did you see there? Is it, is it all the same hurdle? Do you have all six of the hurdles? Is it one or two? See if you can like categorize them a little bit. And then go back and think, when did this first happen to me? When did I first start waking up at one o'clock thinking, I don't know how we're going to pay our bills this month. When did that happen? And go back. And you might find, surprisingly, it was when you were six and you heard somebody at the dinner table saying it. It's not even your issue, right? You're, you're still internalizing something that you heard someone else talking about. It might not be that, but there's a chance, right? So we want to find where did these first memories happen a bit and where have you seen it on repeat through your life and has it actually happened to you at all because we're often living other people's stories our parents stories our carers stories our friends stories they're not ours but we saw it and it was awful and we're like oh imagine if it happened it would be horrendous but it hasn't actually happened anywhere other than in our minds and we're making all of our choices now because of it so look for that. And then I have a process that I call um, dark journaling. And people are a little bit frightened by this. So we know that that loop of a voice isn't always great, but it needs to be heard. And it needs the same level of respect as the one where we're going, yes, I'm enough. I can achieve all of my goals. It's, it's just as important, right? And I write it all out. I give it a, I give it a voice and I write it all down. <clears throat> And you can either do this in, you know, a boring black journal rather than a, a live, laugh, love one. And you can do it in, you know, crazy pen that you would never normally write in. Or you can just do it on sheets of paper and just let it be heard. Get it all out. Because the minute you give it the space, you know, you say, take the floor, here you go. It stops looping because you've finally given it some attention. And we write it all out and then we burn it. And there's something quite satisfying in that, right? <laughs> it's like, right, you've gone and it's got, it's lost its power because it's not looping. It's been heard and energetically. And again, I don't want to go too woo. There's power in watching it go up in flames. It just takes those hooks off of you. So that's what I would do. Burn all of that. Then, I mean, it sounds like a really long process. You can do this over a couple of days. You can do it in an hour. It's up to you. Then imagine that that hurdle's gone. What does life now look like? 
without it. If you're no longer sat there thinking, I've got this capacity hurdle, I can never run over 5K or 2K or 10K or whatever your number is. Imagine if that's not there now, what could you earn? Well, the answer is, well, anything. I could earn anything because I'm free to do that, right? Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> so if you are free to earn whatever you want, what needs to change? Because we can't keep going with the same behavior that we've always been using. That's got us to this point. It isn't going to get us to the next level that we want to be at. So what needs to change? Work that out and start offering yourself some suggestions. And when I ask these questions, right, they're super simple questions. And everybody's default answer the first time they're going through this is, well, I don't know. I don't know. But the answer is, you do know you're just not used to listening. You're not used to accessing your own wisdom, which, by the way, has got you this far in life. And when you give it time and you sit and start talking to yourself, you look absolutely nuts. But the result of it is great. And you start finding, gosh, I, I have an answer to that. It's not right or wrong, but it's an answer. So let's try it and see what happens. And then with this new vantage point of what is possible, what, what could my life be like? without these, these thoughts and worries, start setting yourself some different goals. And the biggest problem in goal setting that I see is people set safe goals, right? I could probably do that. I'll put that as my goal. It's not how we choose our goals. <laughs> we don't choose what's safe. We choose what is a stretch. So I was working with a client a couple of months ago and the, the numbers are kind of irrelevant, but they illustrate my point. And their goal at the time was 5K. And when we talked about it, I was like, why five? And they were like, well, because I can probably do five. I was like, right, but are you excited by five? Does five make you think, yes, this would change something for me? No. I'm like, exactly. There's nothing exciting about five. What about eight? Well, I don't know if I could do eight. I was like, I know, but doesn't eight sound a bit more exciting? Doesn't eight make you want to get up and try? And it was like, well, yeah. I was like, great. So eight's your goal. I don't know if I can do it. I, was like, I know you don't, but that's not the point. The point is what goal is exciting? Eight is exciting. Five is not. So let's have eight. And guess what they did? Ten. And they didn't know that they could do that until they stretched, right? Until they stretched themselves. And we're going for stretch, not struggle. So if you're doing two, I'm not saying pick 25 because the reality is our brain will go just no way. But if you're doing two and you go, what if I did three or four and it's exciting, then try, try. Because we don't fail. We just move forward. We're not failing. There's no failure. No one's going to check you and give you a mark out of 10. Just try and go for stretch. So not struggle, stretch. And I think that is super, super important. And no that when you're doing all of this, we've literally, in a whistle-stop tour, pulled you out of your comfort zone. So the natural inclination is going to be, this isn't safe, and I don't like it here, and I'm going to sabotage it all so I can go back to where I was comfortable. So know that your mind's going to do that, it's natural, and say, how am I going to soothe myself here? Without snapping back, not going to do that, I know it's uncomfortable. What can I do to soothe myself? And, you know, you will know as personal trainers that your clients may soothe themselves by eating 
or they may soothe themselves by not going to the gym or all of the things. So you don't want to soothe yourself with something that isn't helpful. And the biggest thing that I do is go when I need to soothe myself and I'm not feeling good is acknowledge that I'm not feeling good. Doesn't mean I failed. Doesn't mean there's a problem. It's like, I'm aware there's an awareness now. And with this awareness comes power, right? I don't feel good. What am I going to do about it? What do I really need? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to lie down on my own for 10 minutes? Do I need everyone to just go away? Do I need to go to the seaside? Do I need to drink some water? There are loads and loads of helpful, healthy things that you can do to soothe. And it starts with going, I accept that I don't feel good today. I accept that in this moment, I don't like this game that we're playing. And I don't like (laughs) that we've decided to go for some stretch goals. And I really want to go back to my old way of being, but I'm not going to. And when you honor it, it loses its it loses its power of making you want to snap back. It's like, no, I don't feel good and that's okay. But I know that this will pass because all of our feelings pass eventually, right? It's a continual cycle. That the, the journey of running your own business is like the world's worst roller coaster. We're up, we're down, we're up, we're down. It's like, oh, I just want to get off. But you know that it will pass. And there's there's peace in that. And showing up for yourself this way soothes it and changes all of it. I love that. I love love your process of going through that, especially the part about the journaling. Mm -hmm. I would never actually pull the page out and burn it. Um, Mm -hmm. For my sake, I I do like to visualise. I'm a very big Mm visualiser. And again, you can kind of go out a bit bit woo-woo and these type of things. But I do think by creating a vision it gives your brain something to work towards and the yeah. more you think about it the more you start believing it if, if yeah like i i always remember as a kid and one of the biggest things I, I don't know who said it and it was just one of these things that goes around in my head money doesn't grow on trees mm-hmm. so right. then you kind of yeah you and, and you so you, you think well money doesn't grow on trees money doesn't grow on trees suppose well yeah money doesn't grow on trees but you can make money by doing yeah. x y and z yeah it doesn't, it doesn't have it, to be so hard yeah. yeah but that that's i think you kind of grew up in that perception that you do think it's going to be hard of or you course, do have yeah. to be exceptionally gifted um yeah. or intelligent or you have to have the right surroundings which you know probably maybe 50 years ago or 100 years ago you did yeah now there's an opportunity for everybody and i think more than ever yeah and the reality is you know probably when you look around your friends and your family you might be the only one with your own business and everybody's like, just get a job. Like it's so much easier. And you have to deal with all of that on top of all the things that we've just talked about. And you haven't got anyone where you can look around and go, they're doing it. And I can see them doing it. You're going first and going first sucks <laughs> when you're doing it. But when you start getting the results, everybody else around you starts going, oh my God, we should have, maybe we should have done that. Maybe we should have given that a go. And it comes good in the end, but it's really hard. And having your own business, you know, it's this is this is a surprising thing to me. And this is how I ended up, you know, not just doing accounting. It's the biggest personal development journey. And you can't avoid that if you want to change your results. You can't. It has the work has to be done, right? And this is what I'm talking about. This is the emotional work. None of anything that I've just said to you for the last half an hour has been practical financial but it is the bedrock on which your practical financial stuff must lie has to be done 
which is interesting. I want to actually bring you to two points now. The first one was you mentioned being alone and you're the first one to do it. Then, you know, it's different, I suppose, if you've got a family around you or whatever it is, who's mm-hmm. done all these things and you can you can bounce off them and get ideas. If it is someone who's doing it on their own, mm-hmm. what can they do so they're not on their own? What things could you suggest that they would, you know, they'll have that support and so they're not with the people who've never done it and don't understand it? What could they do? So like you said, it's not like it was 50 years ago. It's 2021. We've got the internet. We have got online communities galore. There are millions of people doing what we're doing, even if they're not in your immediate social circle. You can find groups online where you can hang out with other people that get it, that know what you're going through. And having just having your eyes open and seeing that there is a whole world of other people doing it too, it's a bit like, huh, (laughs) I'm not the only one, right? It feels good. It feels good to find other people that get it. Um, Be careful. (laughs) How do I say this nicely? But be careful because whilst there are these incredible online communities, you want to surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to be doing. So watch for that. Make sure that, you know, you don't, drift into all the people saying how hard it is and how awful it is because it is hard I'm not denying that but we don't focus on that part yes it's hard but we've chosen it so you want to talk to people who are going it's really hard but you'll never guess what I've managed to achieve this week right It's, it's inspiring we're looking for some inspiration so there are online communities galore that you can join to remind yourself that you're not alone and kind of you know pick you up I think um doing this personal development work helps you lose that fear of being alone because the reality is we're humans and we we're born alone and we die alone and and it sounds really depressing but that's the reality of it we're okay with being alone as it happens (laughs) it doesn't feel nice all the time but we can do it we can do it and when you do this personal development work you build a really good strong relationship with yourself and most people don't have that most people don't have that and guess what no matter where you go you're taking yourself with you right so it's better to be best mates with who you are than not really liking them and trying to keep running away from them because we keep going wherever we go we bring ourselves so that helps with the aloneness but I would look for the online communities read books be inspired podcasts youtube books there's there's so many people out there who are going after their dreams and doing things that matter and it sounds really cheesy, but it's true. And when you read about it and you see that they've had struggles, but they've also had success, it's inspiring. So we're not alone. And there's so much opportunity to, to be inspired by others, to join in communities with others. Um, reach out, reach out to people who inspire you and tell them the number of authors that I've messaged and thought there's no way they're ever going to reply because they're you know really big authors and they won't be reading messages. Who've replied back and said, thanks for reading it love that you loved it it's like oh this is exciting so make new connections be, be inspired and then connect with them the it's connections cool. are huge isn't it it's it, yeah you know and again but it's that it's that oh, well they won't reply to me and yeah. who would reply to me and i'm a nobody and yeah. you just i got it i was quite excited the day actually i got it um it was on instagram and i put a a post up and Stephen Pressfield I was reading Stephen Pressfield's book and he messages back and I was like whoa (laughs) messages back and I messaged him back again it was but it's just you know something you're going to get messages off everybody but just some simple things like that because there's a lot of 
genuine people out there who know the benefits of just replying and saying yeah. thank you because that <laughs> gives you a big kick and you're like wow this is amazing and you know I'm not in this different world yeah I think because a lot of people do think they're here and this world they can't touch that world because they're not worthy of being in that world yeah, it's yeah. Like, you are like everybody is when you take away our titles and our bank balances and the things that we have and stand us all naked next to each other we're all the same there isn't anything different <laughs> and I think most people get that right and all the people that we put up on the pedestals when you meet them they're like dude we're just the same like what are you doing <laughs> we're skin, all skin and bones aren't we that's all we are correct 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 um so yeah and and do the thing like I think for me I, I didn't like it at first and I was like I don't want to let anyone know I don't want to tell anyone that I'm struggling because it makes me look weak and they'll think I'm failure or whatever I don't know what I was thinking um well I do but I'm not going to bore you with it um but just be brave and reach out just reach out to somebody like some of my best friends now are online and we would never be friends if I hadn't gone first and sent them a message and then we developed this relationship so there's so much opportunity and you know even in lockdown I've been able to build relationships can't see each other but we can look at each other on the internet because it's 2021 we've got that gift mm-hmm. So reach out. Don't sit on your own. Reach out. There are lovely people all over. I think what you said there at the very beginning was, was really good. Look at look at a group that or a group or a person that you want to sort of not necessarily be like, but you want to, they've done what you want to do. I think that yeah. was great because I've been in groups before and you haven't maybe really resonated with it and you do feel left out. Yeah. But if you get yourself into a group who have the same ambitions. And they've got that same mindset. And it's like, yeah, I feel welcome here. I feel like I'm part of the community. And it doesn't matter how high they are because they know where you've been. They can communicate with you in a way that they can relate to because they've been where you've been. Yeah, exactly that. And any decent human wants to help anyone else who's coming up the same ladder that they've been because they know how awful it was at the bottom. (laughs) They remember climbing that first rung and they may be 12 rungs up now, but they know that they're not better than you. And they just want to help everyone else up too, which I think all of us here do. We want to help our clients. We just we just want to help. And guess what? There are loads of other people like us out there. And it's, it's doing your research, isn't it? Because I know one of the biggest things that, I mean, this is probably across all industries, but I know personal training specifically, there's a massive, the, 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 people get the backs up when they hear you the word business coach. Mm-hmm. I think one of the messages I actually got was this, this, this personal trainer says, business coaches just see them see personal trainers as low-hanging fruit mm. and a message back and says no the, the door like yes there's some unethical people out there of course there is across all the industries exactly genuine people who want to help you yeah and they want to help you kind of step up if you're always being skeptical about everybody who wants to help you then you're never ever going to get out of the hole that you're in correct and you've probably got a receiving hurdle issue and a trust hurdle issue that you need to deal with right um but yeah there there are scammers and like you said it's across every industry not just online but in person everywhere you go but there are also amazing people and we now have better access to them than we've ever had and it is doing your research and it is making sure that you go to learn from somebody who's where you want to be not just talking about it but when you when you talk to them it's not about you know what car are they driving and what house do they live in none of that matters it's when they talk do they make you feel like oh I get that I can feel that 
And if you find that person, then stay with them and connect with them. They're good for you. Absolutely. To me, it's because when I'm doing this, where I'm looking for mentors and these type of things, and I've got an amazing mentor at the minute, and it's it just he's just amazing. Um, but it's not what he's achieved as such. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. achieved loads of things. It's the barriers that he's overcome. And it's like, like dude, I, I feel how you've been because I've been there. And, you know, I can help you get past this because I've been there, felt it. And it, and it doesn't matter what he's earning. It doesn't matter, you know, what he's got in life because his life is completely different than mine. You know, I've got mm-hmm. a family. He hasn't got a family. And yeah. it is completely different. But the point is, it's he started, you know, in a position and he's overcome these. I think when you can relate to somebody yeah. like that and you said, you know, what? I've had this exact thing and this is how I got past it I can help you past it it might not be exactly the same but this is how we move through exactly right and when because I've you know anxiety was my big thing um not all of my life but when I when I had my um daughter I mean it could have been hormones it could have been it could have been anything there was a lot of stuff going on when she was born and I slipped into this world of like going from I mean can you use this word I was a bowler I was a baller there in the industry, right? An FD of a really big company, well-known for making a lot of money, had a baby and just went, whoa, (gasps) can't cope, what's going on? It was awful and got lost in this world of anxiety where everything that I'd been didn't matter anymore because I just couldn't cope with how I was feeling with absolutely nothing happening around me. It was awful. And so a lot of people come to me, they're anxious about money but it's not really anything to do with money as we talk about um, repeatedly, but I get their anxiety. So I understand it. So when they say to me, I just can't because of my anxiety, I don't go, yes, you can come on because I understand it. Eventually they do it, but I get their feelings and that's what they resonate with. This is somebody who, even though I can't articulate it, even though it makes zero sense why I feel this way, she gets it. And that's what we're looking for, right? People who understand how we're feeling, no matter how crazy it is or how difficult it is for us to explain, they get it because they've been there. Mm-hmm. And, and they changed it. And I did change it. It's that connection, isn't it? Yeah. And that's and the biggest you thing. You have an empathy. I think it gives you an empathy, right? And when that yeah. empathy piece is there, the results just change. Different Absolutely. level. So going from like a practical side of things now, because this, this yeah. is kind of leads on to that loneliness. Yeah. I like... Um, Robert Kiyosaki, to me, I read like Rich Dad Poor Dad. I think it was a really great book. Mm -hmm. Um, It was one of the very first books that I read on on finances and financial intelligence. But what I really liked about it was his four quadrants. And to me, I just looked at it and I went, wow, that makes so much sense. Because like, I've got nobody in my family who's in business. Mm -hmm. I'm the first person um, who's done it. So it's, it's, I've kind of started from the bottom and fought and fought and fought. And, you know, there's been no guidance. And when I first seen this, it was just like, that makes total sense. And I mean, you you know the, the, the four quadrants. It's um, job slash career, self-employment, business and investment. I'm just interested with you being in this, that you're in that industry. What is what is your thoughts on that? And what advice would you give to somebody? Because what I see a lot of personal trainers do, the innocent self-employment role. Mm-hmm. And that's to me is where the struggle mm. So I'm just interested in in your thoughts on that. So I think practically what I see is, yes, people start in self-employment because financially that's the right thing to do. (laughs) It's the way to structure it. But then they get obsessed, not obsessed, that's the wrong word. They They forget that their business is outside of them. 
right? So that their business is not them. And when you get to a certain level of profit and the number magic number is 30 grand, you want to start being a limited company anyway, for, for many tax reasons that we're not going to go into. It's just the detail you don't need. But when you have a limited company, right, we teach you to understand that you are separate to that limited company. The money in the limited company is not yours. It's the company's money. And we need to work out how we get it to you, but it's separate. And there's a real benefit of getting to a limited company status because they finally start going, oh, it's separate to me. Okay. So we can start on picking the things of, well, I'm, I'm, I'm only worth what my business is making. That's how worthy I am of anything in life. It's like, no, <laughs> it's a completely separate entity. You're completely separate human. You're inherently worthy of all that you desire, regardless of what profit your business is making. It's two separate things. So you want them to be separate. And what I want people to understand is when they've got their own business, this is the greatest asset that you're ever going to have, right? It is the greatest asset to generate revenue for you, for your children, for your children's children. It's going to make money. It's going to make profits. And those profits you can take and do something with. So you could invest them in property. You could invest them in shares. You could invest them in growing your business. You could invest them in buying more businesses. You can do anything. But it starts with this, this business that is separate to you, making profit and making money. And that's the first problem because it's like, well, am I making profit? Am I making money? I don't know. Don't even like looking at that. It's like, no, 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 no. We've got to look at it. The separate entity needs to be managed by you. Whether it's a sole trader or a limited company, it's still kind of separate, right? And it, and it needs your management. It might be your business. You might be the face of it. You might be the only one working in it, but it's still got to be treated as a business, which is an asset, which can change your life if you manage it right. And to manage it right, we need to be clear on what exactly is going on. So we need to understand what do our numbers say? And then most people go, I don't know. I haven't got any numbers. I'll look at my numbers when I do my tax return nine months after the end of the tax year, because it's due on the 31st of January. So round about the 3rd of January, everyone goes, oh, I've got to work out what my numbers are. And what I'm asking people to do is please, please, please don't do that because at that point, it's nine months after that year anyway. So who cares? We want to know how is your business doing now? Because how it's doing now is how you will decide your choices, your goals, and how you're going to run it. So going really, really practical, my advice to everyone is please just get zero. Please get zero. It's an accounting software, right? There are other ones, QuickBooks, um, but zero is my favorite. And I've been doing it for a really long time. So it's based on practical experience of accounting practice. Zero works, right? Get yourself a Starling bank account because they're really, really good. And it's all online and you can apply for it in your phone. You have to go to a branch and then you can make Zero and Starling talk to each other, right? And then guess what? That means we've now got some numbers. So we can go and click a button that says profit and loss and we can see how much we're making because the two are telling each other so every single month, you can go and have a look and see what is my business doing? And it's live and it's not nine months after it was all over. It's now. And so you can make decisions now and you can influence those numbers. But you've got to be looking at them first. Um, and it will tell you, you know, where's the revenue? Does it need to be more? Are you, in fact, billing your customers? Because this is another thing that I see. So many people, I'm like, we've not got any revenue. And it's like, no, I haven't sent my invoices out. It's like, what? 
so they've done the work but they don't send their invoices out it's like no 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 so you put people in zero and it can automatically do that for you right you set them up and say they're working with you for three months it will raise the bill on the first of the month for three months you don't have to think about it again so you're not going to be late in invoicing because nobody wants an invoice for something they had six months ago so you do it on time and zero helps you do all of that so then we got a real good idea on revenue so then we can look at our costs and we can say actually the reality is it's costing me as much as i make so that means this business isn't really working right now something has to change either my cost needs to drop or i really need to push on the revenue how can i do that and then we go back to all of our hurdles and we go back to all of our journaling and what did we say we were going to do are we doing it but we've got the numbers there to tell us and the numbers the numbers don't lie and they give us a great story every month of what is going on in the business and what can we as the owner and the passionate founder of this whole empire that we're building do to change the numbers so get your numbers look at the story of the numbers and then act on changing it don't be afraid to cut costs people panic about this it's like oh I don't know can I live without that the answer is yes if you're not making a profit yes you can live without that cost <laughs> you need to until we've got the revenue there consistently so keep your eyes on that keep your eyes on the cost don't spend what you can't afford I am a huge advocate for learning and online courses are fabulous for that but don't buy a course if you can't afford it just don't don't and if anyone ever says to you put this on a credit card don't because then we're going to live paying for that we don't want that in this business right so yes learn yes pay for things but please 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 do it from a place of being able to afford it is the money there if it's not wait wait the course is good it's not going to go anywhere it'll be there next year <laughs> so make the money first um and check your numbers every month because they keep telling you a story and then we've got a plan right? Taxes are a certainty. We have them every year. Don't change. Number of people who go, I just didn't realize. It's like, but it's the same. It's the same every year. If you're a sole trader on the 31st of January, every single year, you'll have to pay your taxes. You know that. Never going to change. So if you've been looking at your numbers every month, you know how much profit you're making. And therefore you can guess how much tax you should really be putting aside and starling as a bank account is fabulous because it's got um they call it spaces but effectively you can have little pots so you can have a tax pot if you're vat registered if you're over h5k if you're over h5k you should be vat registered you can have a vat pot so all the money you can keep moving it into the right space so that the time it's due it's not a stress because you've already dealt with it and that is the, that's why i say starling it's really good from that perspective um so yeah that, that little pot thing there because i i love that concept of putting money into different pots yeah um i actually got this from um michael he's got a really long name profit first mika mika valkovich or whatever profit first is that who you're going to talk about yes profit yeah. first um and i like his concept of you know putting uh five percent away as, as profit 50 percent mm -hmm. as owner's compensation 15 percent mm -hmm. tax i think he said it was and then there was operations 30 percent yeah. And I loved how he done that. Do you have a similar kind of system? That's yes, yes, I do. But for the fact that I'm not looking at it for somebody, don't 
I don't want them. To, I think it's quite confusing. Profit first, if you don't know anything about numbers, is just like what mm. I don't get it. So here, here's my here's my thing. Put put if you're VAT registered, twenty percent of all of your revenue move straight to the VAT pot. Mm-hmm. It's dealt with. It's dealt with. You don't have to worry about VAT ever again. Just do that, right? Taxes. It's more complicated because you're paying tax on your profit. But let's, for example, say that you average £2,000 a month as profit, then put 20% of your £2,000 into your tax pot every month. It might not be the right perfect amount at the end of the year, but it's far better than putting nothing in there and 12 months later going, oh, I've spent it. <laughs> right? So, yes, when, when I work with somebody, I give them specific numbers that are for them, circumstances, but it's different for everyone. But for just, if you're going to want a sweeping one, Everything in revenue, 20% into the VAT pot. Work out your average profit, put 20% of that every month into your tax pot. Job's done. Not complicated, but it just needs doing. And it needs to be done every single month. And it's so much harder when you wait a year and then you try and do it all. I mean, everyone's had that day, right? And they're just like, I hate accounts. I hate accounts. It's awful. Like, but it's not that bad. If you just do an hour every month, <laughs> it's sorted then. And then you can just shift money, can't you, and forget about it. Yeah. It's there, it's done, it's gone. Exactly. No, that. I love that concept, especially the tax, because you, know, you can't avoid taxes, you can't avoid no. death. <laughs> exactly, right? They're the two certainties in life. They're going to yeah. happen. Taxes <laughs> and death. But taxes comes with a date. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We know when it's going to be due. So, you know, it just doesn't change. But the number of people who are like, oh, I just didn't know I need to spend that. It's like, uh, how did you not? Where have you been? <laughs> When we're talking about financial freedom, what does that even mean? So the reality is it's different for everybody. But when I'm trying to get my clients to understand the concept, there is a number, right? You can calculate a number that means when you've hit that number, you no longer have to work, so to speak. So let's kind of come up with an example you know let's if you know that your bills every month are five thousand pounds right if you could create for example a course that doesn't need you live that's making five thousand pounds every month oh i've suddenly got nothing to worry about everything i do over and above that is a bonus because I've just taken care of all my worries. I know that every month that £5,000 comes in and that deals with the £5,000 that goes out. Now, from a, that's just a, a really loose, light perspective. The reality is when we're talking about financial freedom, we're talking about having built up enough profits over a period of time that we can invest it in the stock market, for example, and we know that we make an 8% return and that pays for us and all of our expenses for the rest of our life. That is the reality of financial freedom. We don't have to go to work. We don't have to do anything. We've saved up enough that the return we make every year covers our living expenses for the rest of our life. We're free. That is the reality of financial freedom. But that's a really big concept. (laughs) Far in the distance, if right now we're still not quite making the profit that we want. So we come back to our business and what we're looking for is we know every month that our recurring revenue that is effectively passive is covering all of our expenses. That's a really sweet spot really sweet spot and everything that you do one-to-one or, or live is over and above that yeah so, so so what you're kind of saying is anything that you're trading your time for yes that wouldn't be classed as financial freedom because you're technically changing your time so you're working 20 hours one-to-one but if you had an asset 
that was creating revenue and that you didn't really have to be there for that was actually paying your bills you have that financial freedom yes you do you could you got a choice if you want to do this then exactly right so everything over and above it is the choice it's do I want to do the 20 hours not really I feel like doing five okay great doesn't matter because you know that your costs are taken care of Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is in is in the the smaller version of financial freedom, but the reality is, over in the real financial world, what we're talking about is you have enough of a portfolio of assets that make enough revenue that cover everything, and you never need to work again. And give you the lifestyle that you want. Correct, exactly, and that's where you start. Like, what what does that lifestyle look like? Because not everybody wants you know two Ferraris in a boat. Some people just want to have paid off their mortgage, and that's it right? And, and their lifestyle will be fairly similar to what they have now. So we work out what is that lifestyle you want and what does it cost? Because when you know what it costs, you can then work out what your financial freedom number is. That's it. Now, one of the things that really irritates me online is, is I can make you this, I can make you this. And people are buying in these things, which is fine, but they're not understanding why they're doing it and saying, you know what, do you need 20k a month? Do you need 100k a month? Yes, right. that will be nice to have. But what does your lifestyle want? What do you want from your lifestyle? That's always, always one of the first questions I ask. What does your lifestyle look like? What does your ideal yeah. lifestyle look like? How much would that cost you? Well, it would cost us five good care. Right. Right. You yeah. know, it's, it's really sexy. Let's make seven figures. But what for? What are you going to do with these seven figures? Do you need seven figures? Yeah. Because for me, my freedom, I need my freedom now because I choose to be with my children. So my kids are homeschooled. So they're here all the time, right? So every time I'm choosing to go and do something professionally, the cost of that is, okay, so I won't be with my kids. So do I really want to do it or not, right? So my freedom is I have that choice. I have mm. the choice to say, no, thanks. I'd rather just be with my children because that is my ultimate goal right now. That is that is what matters to me the most. Um, and I'm okay because I've got a portfolio of assets that makes the revenue that lets me do that. So here I am financially free. But like you said, I don't need, I don't need a boat and I don't need 20 holidays. I just need to be able to be here. And that's what I've created. And that could change for you, couldn't it? You could get Absolutely. 10 years down and say, do you know what? I want to earn 10 figures, Correct. nine figures, whatever. In like two years time, my kids might be like, you're such a loser. Go away. We've had enough of hanging out with you. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, fine. So now I need to do something else. What should I'm I do? It's going to go and earn loads of money now then and buy yeah. 10 boats because that's what my drive is. <laughs> but that's the thing. Exactly that. Purpose. Yes. And it's okay, right? We need to get, comfortable with the fact we can change our mind at any time just because it's the first of january and i've set some goals my circumstances may have changed so significantly on the first of july that i go oh those goals are completely irrelevant it's all right to change them that doesn't make us flaky (laughs) it's cool to actually keep reviewing where am i at what is important to me what are my values and then live by those awesome now i know we're kind of um short on time but I've got one more question for you. Okay. And I ask everybody this who comes on. <laughs> but so this, this, this podcast that I've been doing, it's all about kind of creating opportunity and freedom. This is kind of what I want. We know we spoke about financial freedom there. But what does freedom mean to you? It really, I kind of just answered that before you asked me, but freedom to me, um, it's been, um, it's a long time coming, but originally it was the intention of being here for my children whenever I choose. So I mean, obviously, when I had my kids, I thought they'd go to school like all children do. So it's like I wanted to be there for sports day and pick up and drop off. And then it turned out that that didn't work out for us. So now I need to be here 
all of the time because I'm driving their education for them. Um, so that was important. But then my other thing, the other freedom piece for me was I've got to get out of this um, anxiety trap because I'm afraid all the time. And that is not a legacy that I want to leave for my children that, you know, you've got to be afraid. I don't want that for them. So freedom for me was I've got to get through this. I've got to deal with whatever is at the source of this and I've got to learn how to manage it. And then I want to be here for my kids. And I need to make my businesses and my investments work out so that I can do all of that. And that's what I've done. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I do love that. Like everybody that's been on so far, not one person has mentioned, well, I want to have this lavish lifestyle of boats and, and things like that, which again, if people want, that's absolutely fine. You can go for that. But I think when, when you start talking to people, there's always a deeper underlying reason. Yeah, and it's just so it's so refreshing to get other people's perspectives on what they think freedom is because everybody's different yeah yeah I just, I just love that question so thank, <laughs> you really for, thank you for answering that honestly and that thank was great you for having me here today <laughs> so if anybody wants to kind of find you laura and can you do you have anything available now that people could maybe download or um yeah get so some more information from for sure on my website laurapounder.com um there are some free resources on there and then I run um, a free Facebook community. I'm not a huge advocate of hanging out on Facebook, but I do hang out in my group um, and it's a really cool place. And we're super honest about our emotional struggles really, um, because like I've explained, they're fairly fundamental to the financial ones. So we chat about that, um, a really nice community, everybody's supporting everyone. So that's over on Facebook. Um, it's called Get Real Community. So facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash get real community. And you'll find us over there. Um, yeah. But if you look at my free resources, there's stuff that you can help yourself to. And there's stuff for free in the group as well that you can access. Awesome. That was so insightful. There was, I mean, anyone listening to this now, I've took loads away from it. Absolutely. Um, that was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Very welcome, Laura. Um, thank you for coming on and, and sharing that time with us today. Loved it. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to the show today. I appreciate your time and I appreciate you being here. If you'd like some free resources to help you with your business, then click in the show notes. There is some free training and there's also a link to my free group. If you could also share this podcast with anybody that you think would benefit from it because this helps us actually develop the podcast and uh, spread our message to a wider audience. So that would be very, very grateful if you could do that. Uh, and leave us a comment. Let me know how you are actually finding the show and you know, how we can best serve you. So yeah, so thank you for being here today. Um, click on the link in the show notes and I hope to see you in my free group.